the Epistle of Barnabas. Hail, sons and daughters in the name of the Lord who loved us in peace. Exceedingly and abundantly do I rejoice over your blessed and glorious spirit for the greatness and richness of God's ordinances towards you. So innate a grace of the gift of the Spirit have you received. Wherefore I congratulate myself the more in my hope of salvation, because I truly see in you that the Spirit has been poured out upon you from the Lord, who is rich in his bounty. So that the sight of you, for which I longed, amazed me, being persuaded then of this, and being conscious that since I spoke among you, I have much understanding because the Lord has traveled with me in the way of righteousness. I am above all constrained to this, to love you above my own life, because great faith and love dwell in you in the hope of his life. I have therefore reckoned that if I make it my care in your behalf to communicate somewhat of that which I received, it shall bring me the reward of having ministered to such spirits, and I hasten to send you a short letter in order that your knowledge may be perfected along with your faith. There are then three doctrines of the Lord. The hope of life is the beginning and end of our faith, and righteousness is the beginning and end of judgment. Love of joy and of gladness is the testimony of the works of righteousness. For the Lord made known to us through the prophets things past and things present, and has given us the first fruits of the taste of things to come. And when we see these things coming to pass one by one, as he said, we ought to make a richer and deeper offering for fear of him. But I will show you a few things, not as a teacher, but as one of yourselves, in which you shall rejoice at this present time. Seeing then that the days are evil, and that the worker of evil himself is in power, we ought to give heed to ourselves and seek out the ordinances of the Lord. Fear then, and patience are the helpers of our faith, and long-suffering and continence are our allies. While then these things remain in holiness towards the Lord, wisdom, prudence, understanding, and knowledge rejoice with them. For he has made plain to us through all the prophets, that he needs neither sacrifices, nor burnt offerings, nor oblations, saying in one place, What is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? saith the Lord. I am full of burnt offerings, and desire not the fat of lambs, and the blood of bulls and goats, not even when ye come to appear before me. For who has required these things at your hands? Henceforth shall ye tread my court no more, if ye bring me flour. It is vain. Incense is an abomination to me. I cannot away with your new moons and Sabbaths. These things when he abolished in order that the new law of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is without the yoke of necessity, might have its oblation not made by man. And again he says to them, Did I command your fathers when they came out of the land of Egypt to offer me burnt offerings and sacrifices? Nay, but rather did I command them this. Let none of you cherish any evil in his heart against his neighbor, and love not a false oath. 
we ought then to understand, if we are not foolish, the loving intention of our Father, for He speaks to us, wishing that we should not err like Him, like them, but seek how we may make our offering to Him. To us then He speaks thus, Sacrifice for the Lord is a broken heart. A smell of sweet savour to the Lord is a heart that glorifieth Him that made it. We ought therefore, brethren, carefully to inquire concerning our salvation, in order that the evil one may not achieve a deceitful entry into us, and hurl us away from our life. To them he says then again concerning these things, Why do ye fast for me, saith the Lord, so that your voice is heard this day with a cry? This is not the fast which I chose, saith the Lord, not a man humbling his soul, nor though ye bend your neck as a hoop, and put on sackcloth, and make your bed of ashes, not even so shall ye call it an acceptable fast. But to us, he says, Behold, this is the fast which I chose, saith the Lord. Loose every bond of wickedness, set loose the fastings of heart, fastenings of harsh agreements, Send away the bruised in forgiveness, and tear up every unjust contract. Give to the hungry thy bread, and if thou seest a naked man, clothe him. Bring the homeless into thy house, and if thou seest a humble man, despise him not. Neither thou nor any of the household of thy seed. Then shall thy light break forth as the dawn, and thy robe shall rise quickly and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of God shall surround thee. Then thou shalt cry, and God shall hear thee. While thou art still speaking, he shall say, Lo, I am here. If thou puttest away from thee bondage, and violence, and the word of murmuring, and dost give to the poor thy bread with a cheerful heart, and dost pity the soul that is abused. So then, brethren, the long-suffering one foresaw that the people whom he prepared in his beloved should believe in guilelessness, and made all things plain to us beforehand that we should not be shipwrecked by conversion to their law. We ought then to inquire earnestly into the things which now are, and to seek out those which are able to save us. Let us then utterly flee from all the works of lawlessness lest the works of lawlessness overcome us. And let us hate the error of this present time, that we may be loved in that which is to come. Let us give no freedom to our souls to have power to walk with sinners and wicked men, lest we be made like to them. The final stumbling block is at hand, of which it was written, as Enoch says, For to this end, the Lord has cut short the times and the days that his beloved should make haste and come to his inheritance. And the prophet also says thus, Ten kingdoms shall reign upon the earth, and there shall rise up after them a little king, who shall subdue three of the kings under one. Daniel says likewise concerning the same, And I beheld the fourth. Beast wicked and powerful and fiercer than all the beasts of the sea, and that ten horns sprang from it, and out of them a little excrecant horn. 
and that it subdued under one three of the great horns. You ought then to understand. In this also I ask you, as being one of yourselves, and especially as loving you all above my own life, take heed to yourselves now, and be not made like unto some, heaping up your sins and saying that the covenant is both theirs and ours. It is ours! But in this way did they finally lose it when Moses had just received it. For the scripture says, And Moses was in the mount fasting forty days and forty nights, and he received the covenant from the Lord, tables of stone written with the finger of the hand of the Lord. But they turned to idols and lost it. For thus saith the Lord, Moses, Moses, go down quickly, for thy people whom thou broughtest forth out of the land of Egypt have broken the law. And Moses understood, and cast the two tables out of his hands, and their covenant was broken. In order that the covenant of Jesus the Beloved should be sealed in our hearts in hope of his faith. And though I wish to write much, I hasten to write in devotion to you, not as a teacher, but as it becomes one who loves to leave out nothing of that which we have. Wherefore, let us pay heed in the last days, for the whole time of our life and faith will profit us nothing, unless we resist, as becomes the sons of God in this present evil time against the offenses which are to come, that the black one may have no opportunity of entry. Let us flee from all vanity, let us utterly hate the deeds of the path of wickedness. Do not by retiring apart live alone as if you were already made righteous, but come together and seek out the common good. For the scripture says, Woe to them who are prudent for themselves and understanding in their own sight. Let us be spiritual, let us be a temple consecrated to God, so far as in us lies, let us exercise ourselves in the fear of God, and let us strive to keep his commandments in order that we may rejoice in his ordinances. The Lord will judge the world without respect of persons. Each will receive according to his deeds. If he be good, his righteousness will lead him. If he be evil, the reward of iniquity is before him. Let us never rest as though we were called and slumber in our sins, lest the wicked ruler gain power over us and thrust us out from the kingdom of the Lord. Consider this also, my brethren. When you see that after such great signs and wonders were wrought in Israel, they were even then finally abandoned. Let us take heed. Lest, as it was written, we be found many called, but few chosen. For it was for this reason that the Lord endured to deliver up his flesh to corruption, that we should be sanctified by the remission of sin, that is, by his sprinkled blood. For the scripture concerning him relates partly to Israel, partly to us, and it speaks thus. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. By his stripes we were healed. He was brought as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb dumb before its shearer. Therefore we ought to give great thanks to the Lord, that he has given us knowledge of the past and wisdom for the present, and that we are not without understanding for the future. And the scripture says, not unjustly, 
or the nets spread out for the birds. This means that a man deserves to perish who has a knowledge of the way of righteousness but turns aside into the way of darkness. Moreover, my brethren, if the Lord endured to suffer for our life, though he is the Lord of all the world, to whom God said before the foundation of the world, let us make man in our image and likeness, how then did he endure to suffer at the hand of man? Learn. The prophets who received grace from him prophesied of him, and he, in order that he might destroy death and show forth the resurrection from the dead, because he needs must be made manifest in the flesh endured in order to fulfill the promise made to the fathers and himself prepare for himself the new people and show while he was on earth that he himself will raise the dead and judge the risen furthermore while teaching israel and doing such great signs and wonders he preached to them and loved them greatly and when he chose out his own apostles who were to preach his gospel, he chose those who were iniquitous above all sin to show that he came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Then he manifested himself as God's son, for if he had not come in the flesh, men could in no way have been saved by beholding him, seeing that they have not the power when they look at the sun to gaze straight at its rays though it is destined to perish, and it is the work of his hands. So then, the Son of God came in the flesh for this reason, that he might complete the total of the sins of those who persecuted his prophets to death. For this cause he endured. For God says of the chastisement of his flesh that it is from them, when they shall smite their shepherd, then the sheep of the flock shall be destroyed. And he was willing to suffer thus for it was necessary that he should suffer on a tree. For the prophet says of him, Spare my soul from the sword, and nail my flesh, for the synagogues of the wicked have risen against me. And again he says, Lo, I have given my back to scourges and my cheeks to strokes, and I have set my face as a solid rock. Thus ends the reading.